And we're going live now. Let's see. Good afternoon, everyone. Hope everything is well. And Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you for joining me in another exciting episode of the BC Model Tech Tuesday. I'm here at the facility. My daughter's back here with me. Um, can you come say hi? I don't think you can see. You have to come kind of closer over here. Watch your step. Hello, the aunt. Super card. Good seeing you. Hello, Papa Hong. Simon, that's my daughter. She's here to say hi. 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 Okay. Go play. Anyway, um, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Hello, Mike. Greetings only, Mete. Yoda Kruer, good seeing you as well. Merry Christmas to you, Alex. Hope all is well. K Booty, happy holidays. You are very kind. I done good all the way from across the pond. Good evening and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Mike Gonzalez, sir. <laughs> Hello, CP. Good seeing you. Hello, Lo. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. Radu. Hello, sir. Good afternoon and Merry Christmas. JDM King, greetings to you indeed. Alfie, hello, brother. Merry Christmas as well. NEP, NEP. Merry Christmas. JDM King, Merry Christmas as well. Hello, Willie. Good seeing you as well. Heather's up front. <laughs> Good seeing all of you. Thank you so much for joining me on the 25th of December. And come holidays, sleet, rain, snow, you name it, I am here. I'm here doing my 58th. Wow, it's 58 of these, Kiru. There's so many of them. So, Merry Christmas to you, C. Perez. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, Merry Aden. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, and Kiru. Good seeing you. So, R.E.S.M., good seeing you. Merry Christmas, sir. Hello, DTX. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining me. And those of you listening through the different podcast networks, thank you so much for joining me on this very joyous day, being the 25th of December. Alex, goals for 2019 to really do things that we've never done before, pushing the envelope even further. You'll see it's getting more involved in, I would say, EV technology. So anything to do with electric vehicles, that's my daughter back there. You'll see more of that from us. Um, more variety. So you may see the tail end right here, what I'm pointing at. That's the Mercedes-Benz. I've never done a Benz project, so I'm very excited to do that as well. Um, Cube, good morning. Good seeing you as well. Greetings, you know. You. Merry Christmas to you, Will Besson. Good seeing you as well. So it's going to be a lot more, a lot more boost, a lot more power, a lot more craziness, and a lot more partnerships with OEMs and bigger companies. So it's going to be a very exciting year for us next year. So thanks for asking. Hello, Zeke. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. I think good. Can I get a fully built Z6 for Christmas or is it too late? It is too late. Today's Christmas already. <laughs> Plus, I don't have any pots in stock. The whole team is gone. I'm here. And Kira and I are in the facility. My daughter and I were here. And uh, she's really excited to be part of this. Hello. There she is right there. Really excited. Um, D-Works, good seeing you. Hello, Flex, good seeing you. Stan, all the way from England. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> what are you doing, honey? <laughs> yes, it's going to be lit. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you, my 996 Turbo brother, R. Garcia. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello, Zach. I hope you liked your present for Christmas. Um, you know Zach. That's Zach is your friend Lily's friend, um, brother. Remember? Yeah, okay. Uh, Mr. Stunner, happy holidays to you as well. Merry Christmas, Angry Wankle, my rotary brother. Yes, um, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that on the wagon. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, Vasquez. I'm glad you liked it. You're going to have a really cool project on your hand. Very, very cool project indeed. Hello, Eskimo. Good seeing you. Honey, why are you pulling my shirt? <laughs> you want to see Zach and Lily? Okay, well, litmus, eh? Well, Merry Litmus to you, Zeke. Good seeing you as well. Okay, so 
African Elephant Racing, all the way from Nigeria. Ndewo, thank you, brother, for joining us this evening. Yes, and Q says Ndewo is one. Q, where are you from? I'm from Nigeria, Abaduku, Umezeshete. Very good. Nigeria, Obaduku, Umezeshete. Well done. Merry Christmas, sir. Uh, I would love to build, boost your wagon. We have a crazy year coming up, which is pretty exciting. So for those of you may have, who may see my friends from African Elephant Racing, they're from back home, and they're getting more into road racing back in Nigeria, which is great. And for those of you who don't know, I am from Nigeria, came here as a student, two suitcases in the late, late 80s, 89 to be exact, October 7th, and had really a bright future ahead of me that I envisioned, uh, really not much of any resources, and with a lot of hard work and dedication, I'm able to come to where I am today and have a beautiful daughter, which is great. So I'm very And my happy. dad got used to stay in America when he was like in college. Yes, that is correct. I hear a car back there. Someone's here. Anyway, um, AP Surf. No, don't check because if you check, then I have to leave. I have to leave all my friends here. She's so eager to help. Merry Christmas to you, Street Racer Jones. Good seeing you. Hello, AP Surf. A lot of you people don't know this, but my first job in America was at a college junior. <laughs> so I was at a Carl's Jr. You didn't even know that. No, I wasn't a scientist when I first came here. My first job was at Carl's Jr. So I was, Merry Christmas, Bobby. Yep, two suitcases and a CRX, not quite. Two suitcases and a bus pass for a while to be exact. Really? Yeah, really. And my first day on the job after training, I was in drive-thru and people couldn't understand what I was saying. So they took me out of the drive-thru and I couldn't do that anymore. They put me on dining duty, so I had to tidy up and do all that good stuff. So it wasn't, oh, thank you, honey. My wallet fell and she gave my wallet. It wasn't that I just came and all of a sudden had all these cool cars and projects and engineering and whatnot. I was a student, I went to Circuit City after my excursion with Cars Jr. And it was the Cars Jr. on Telegraph in Whittier, believe it or not, you know? Yeah, barbecue Wessenberger, absolutely. <laughs> we had plenty of that. Um, lots of fries, lots of, uh, you guys remember those, um, Oh, stop, honey. Okay, honey, I have to talk to them, okay? Okay. Go, go play with your toys. Let me talk to my friends, okay? Thank you. Okay. Um, so for those of you who remember, we had these, like, it was like fried French toast dips. It was pretty crazy, you know? So AJ, right now, it's actually getting up. So the guys from Elephant Racing, they have a lot of BMWs and a lot of Mercedes-Benzes they're racing, which is pretty cool. As you know, there's close proximity to Europe and West Africa. So not many American cars, but uh, maybe we can change that. Not a lot of sport compact. Maybe we can change that as well. And Kira Duran says hi. And it's growing. Hello, Automotive KMD. Good seeing you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate the kind words, AP Surf, who loves my podcasting. Hello, Mr. Farhan. <laughs> Happy holidays to you as well, Rallo. And yes, shame on me. I'm here in the office on Christmas. Honey, this is not gymnastics time. Um, but I brought my daughter with me, which is pretty cool. Yes. Thank you so much, D Honda. I appreciate the kind words. Oh, Merry Christmas to you as well, Caesars. DC, good seeing you. Merry Christmas, Chia Pet. And uh, talking about um, coming here, it was very difficult. And thank you, Marissa. I appreciate the kind words. Saying my daughter is very beautiful. She's also extremely active and a bit of a car freak as well, which is, I'm sure, all my fault. But nonetheless, coming here to the United States, honey, I'm talking to my friends, honey. Um, it was very interesting that how difficult it was. I, at a point in time, I refused to get assistance, assistance from my friends. I know, we're supposed to be in Compton, that's true. Durant, there's still time. We can go to Compton and do Christmas in Compton and do some street racing. But um, before my whole street racing days and all that fun stuff, it was very difficult for me to 
really work full-time and go to school full-time here in the United States. A lot of things that some people don't know is that Taco Bell was pretty much my sponsor. I don't mean sponsor in terms of my racing, but um, ITB Kevin, Compton for racing. There's crazy street racing on the 25th of December. Um, really hardcore street racing out there. It's called Christmas in Compton, which is pretty cool, you know? Thank you so much, Mafrahan. Appreciate the kind words, you know? Um, that's good. That's good, Marissa. Wonderful. It's always good to have some of that car blood in the family. It's, great. it's a great support group as well because, forgive me, I'm going off on a tangent. My parents could care less about cars. They're a big scientists, all about science and nothing about cars. So the fact that I'm into cars and she's into cars, I guess it's a good opportunity for My both of us. My baby brother's into cars. Her baby brother's into cars too. A little bit too much as well, you know? <laughs> yeah, DJ, I'm supposed to be uncomfortable, but not quite, quite yet. <laughs> San Gabriel, nice. That's good to know. I don't know if there's much money out there in San Gabriel Valley in terms of racing. But back to talk, Taco Bell. Raise me in school because it was so hard for me to make a decent amount of money and then go to school at the same time and make ends meet. I ate Taco Bell pretty much daily. Sometimes a couple of tacos for the whole day. It was very, very challenging. But I was dedicated to stay in school, dedicated to finish. And thinking back, man, it was tough. And I'll make sure she doesn't go through that. But it was very, very hard for me at the His time. His favorite you know? tacos when he was a teenager was Taco Bell. That's true. And Q, um, so I did good. He's out in the UK. And he's asking, what do you think of the Odyssey, the red car? What? The Odyssey. What do you think of the van? What do you think of it? Um, I think it's very cool because... You turn into a, a minivan first, and you turn into a, a, a turbo minivan. It's yeah. so cool. Is it the pretty color. fast or is it slow? Pretty fast. Yeah, very fast. Yes, Merry Christmas to you, Jesus over everything. Oh, Jesus over everything. Yes, we love cars too. Thank you so much, African Elephant Racing from back home. Hello, oh, Brazil's in the house. Good seeing you. Yeah, I hear you. Q52 says a $1 menu got him through some hard times. Yes, it did. Me too. I literally... What I had today, Taco Bell fed me. It was pretty crazy. And it was a good experience. It was really tough. Um, I didn't borrow any money, so that was good. But it was really hard to make ends meet and trying to work full time, you know? So, um, what causes an engine to get way too much fuel upon startup to the point that it floods? Now, if it's a new setup and a car you just set up initially, with your engine management, I would look for cranking fuel and see what's going on with that. Maybe you have too much in terms of uh, duty or too much in terms of... Um, uh, Pulse width for that, for start cranking. Okay, let me talk to them, honey. Okay. Go play with your toys. I'll be with you in a moment. Okay, okay. almost done. Almost done. And if it's a car that didn't do before, but started doing all of a sudden, check and make sure you don't have sticking, sticking valves inside your injector itself. The coils can stick open, and that can cause a problem. I'll take the injectors out. You're hungry? Okay, right after this, we'll go grab a bite to eat. Um, take the injectors out, send it out to get checked out, and I have a weird feeling that if it's something that happened all of a sudden, your injectors are sticking open, which is quite sad, you know? Fiddy is asking, what happened to the old Wago van? Well, great question, sir. My first Wago van, the 88, that I built with the D-Series. Yes, honey. Um, I love that car. It was my first vehicle. It was my way to prove that I can take an engine, that it has a small displacement, make lots of power, make it very streetable. The strange thing is that I drove it a lot. Hello, Sheepy Race. Good seeing you. Um, the strange thing is that people kept trying to borrow it from me permanently. Meaning, there was a time that I drove through the supermarket in the 626, speaking of San Gabriel Valley. Came out, and I saw people try, gather around it, a, a few guys, and I'm like, oh, they're admiring it. Let me talk to them. You know me. I always like to talk to people about technology. And I went up to them, and they ran off with a Slim Jim. I'm like, okay. Next time, Ponte Hills Mall, came out the mall, same thing. I had a couple guys 
I'm around the car trying to find ways to get in, and I said, that's it. I, I'm tired of it. My shop wasn't this big. It was much smaller than it is today. I'm in a 15,000 square foot now. I was in a 5,000. I didn't have that much space. We had a lot of project cars, a lot of OEM cars, even the you know, crazy project cars that CRZ was there, 25 Civic. Very crazy. Very crazy. But I couldn't, I didn't have the space, so I had to make a very tough decision, which was to put it for sale for someone else to enjoy it. People were lowballing me really crazy, so I decided to part it out, and that's what happened then. And after I did that, I, I, I missed it, and then the genesis of the, of the Odyssey came to play. Um, AJ is asking, is it possible to have a water meth injection direct into the combustion chamber? Yes. But here's the challenge. The check valve in the nozzle for the, direct for the nozzle has to be very, 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 very robust. So as you notice, the injectors that go directly to the combustion chamber that help fuel get in have a very robust nomenclature or design. The standard check valves that are inside water meth kits or nozzles don't have that. It's literally an aperture with a plunger on it. And the plunger has enough pressure to keep atmospheric pressure or boost to some level from backing up into it, but not enough for the elements of combustion or the heat or pressure con um, considered in a combustion. One of the great things I like about water methanol is it helps cool the intake charge. So when it stratifies into the intake manifold, it does a great job in cooling the charge. So being able to take advantage of that, thank you, my love. Um, goes a long way in being able to allow it to do a better job than just directing, injecting it into a combustion chamber. In other words, the effect that it has on cooling the intake charge, in addition to some, depending on your mixture of methanol and water, the anti-knock properties um, allowed with the type of fuel using being methanol to some diluted extent, and the water and the, the heat of vaporization that occurs with that where it absorbs heat from the atmosphere and cools down the intake charge, allowing for a denser mixture of oxygen, is a huge advantage in creating power. Reliable power. <coughs> Pardon me, excuse me, guys. My first time I ever sneezed on a Tech Tuesday. How interesting is that? Merry Christmas to you as well, Jen. She's laughing at me. Um, let's see here. Can you please explain the relationship of raw stroke, ratio, piston speed, and how it relates to performance? I would love to, AP. Absolutely. Now, I would love to give you a very in depth, I would say, lecture on how piston speed plays a huge role in the many of those numbers. But, a majority of you here come on board because you want something that's very understandable. So I'll share with you what's going on in terms of raw stroke ratio, piston speed, and how it can affect performance positively or not so positively. A raw stroke ratio, as the name implies, is a ratio between the stroke of an engine and the length of the rod. Now, in very simplistic numbers, there is a very nice rule of thumb where anything higher than 1.6 in terms of the rod ratio divided by the stroke is a very good rod ratio. So if you're 1.6, 1.7, 1.8, 1 1.9, those are good rod ratio numbers. Anything smaller than that, when you get the 1.5s, 1.4s, 1.3s, those tend to be raw stroke ratios that are not appealing. Now, why are they not appealing? Because two things happen. You have a piston speed for the same amount of rotation, let's say all things being equal, that increases significantly. And secondly, you have a challenge where you have a lot of side loading with rod ratios that are not as appealing, where you have a very short rod. Or in other words, a rod that's fixed and a very long stroke. So you have a lot of side loading. And what happens with that side loading, meaning the piston going up and down, as the rod is short, it comes up and down, it's scrubbing against the side of the walls of the cylinder. What happens is you get a lot more wear. You have energy that's being absorbed by the friction that induced there. You don't have a long time for dwell to occur at top dead center or bottom dead center. Why is it poor at top dead center? To allow for a more complete combustion to do work on the piston. 
why is it important on button dead center? To allow for a long time for the induction to occur with a clean mixture of air and fuel for better combustion. All those are advantages. Piston speeds also have a limit in terms of theory that allows for integrity. So if your piston speed is extremely high, based upon a, law, you know, a, 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 a short um, raw stroke ratio, based upon a very long stroke, you can have a failure because the piston speeds are just not, are just too, too fast to allow the piston to stay in one piece. Now, here are two ways you can get around from that. One, coatings and proper oils allow you to get away with, with shorter raw stroke ratios. Secondly, there's a raw stroke ratio as the short it gets you can actually initiate, without using camshafts and other involved methods, you can initiate induction much quicker. And because you can initiate induction much quicker, because your dwell is very short and it happens very quickly, when you have very large cross-sectional ports, very big ports in intake, they tend to love short rods. We've been paid with that, we saw good performance with that, compared to smaller ports or compared to the same port with a longer rod ratio. Now, there's a way to cheat piston speeds. Yes, that number that they've given, that, that, that speed that's been given for years since the 60s, can be cheated if you use a very light piston assembly. So if you have a very short piston that's very lightweight, with lightweight components, lightweight locks, lightweight pins, you can get away with much higher piston speeds. So I know there's a lot to cram into a short period of time. That's a great question. I can even spend a full Tech Tuesday hour just on raw stroke ratios, but that's a nice synapse that I hope makes sense to many of you. Hello, KFQ from Qatar. Thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas to you, J. Ken. Good seeing you indeed. Carl from Mexico City. Thank you so much. North Carolina's in the house. Merry Christmas to you. Lorenzo, as for customs, good for you as well, you know. Um, oh, honey. Okay, let's put this over here. I'm talking to my friends, okay? Okay, honey, go put that back. Let me finish shopping there. Okay, she's just handing me a scientific calculator. Um, Okay, I'm going to see you on the video because when I took the laptop, nothing happens when the screen is completely blank. That's something, a supercar, you may have to talk to ADM um, tech about because the only way you have a blank screen is if the ECU was locked unless there's something going on with your firmware. Also, here's something else. If you try and connect old software to new firmware or vice versa, if the firmware in the ECU and the software you have are not compatible, you can also have a blank screen because it doesn't recognize the protocol. So that's something else. But if it's something on Infinity, it's possible that you have a challenge in terms of that, or something is going on with wiring where your wideband is being seen as something that's really, 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 really lean. And that happens if your wideband is not showing properly, make sure numbers are 19, and ECU is trying to add fuel to correct. And that can cause that as well. So there's so many things. The best thing to do is to update your firmware, make sure it matches that in your ECU, connect and see what happens. Hello, PXBeater. Good seeing you. Bless you as well, J. Ken and African Elephant. That sounded mad. You're so funny, Duran. How do you like my shirt, Duran? This is a new Beast Motor shirt. It's like kind of a baseball theme to it. Um, on stock internal D16, what size turbo would spool around 4,500? So to get any kind of spool here, you can get a 72 millimeter spool there. But if you want full spool before 4,500, I would say 57 millimeter billet. And uh, I may have access to some of those here. I may have some new ones and use the ones in the house. No, honey, please don't shake that. Honey, come away, please. Thank you. Okay. Merry Christmas, Carjan. Good seeing you. Sorry. Do we need a refreshed MR2? Do we need one? Uh, I don't, because we're building one that's way in the corner. You can see my thumb right there. There it is. Um, 
Hey, Rooted Underground says he just saw my wagon at work at Norm Reeves. Thank you so much. Yes, the wagon is not here. As you can see, I have quite a few cars here, but not the wagon, which I love so much. I have a share of the wagon on, but not the wagon itself. It is at Norm Reeves in Irvine on display. It'll be there through the holidays. So if you guys are in the area in Irvine, Orange County, go by, take a look, and you may catch a nice deal as you're out there, which is pretty cool, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Miok. Yes, Tech Tuesday on at Christmas. I'm pretty dedicated, pretty hardcore. Yo, good seeing you, Aleph. Hello, Merry Christmas, JDM Archaeologist. Merry Christmas to you, sir, Moik. Um, thank you, I appreciate the kind words that you love the red, red one. I love it right there. That's my very first center seat, courtesy of the team and Sam and the great other guys. Mary Chrysler, interesting, doctor. I haven't seen that before. Hello, Hallie, that's my daughter back there. Um, Arnie, good seeing you, my pleasure. <laughs> My pleasure. Hello, Prophetix. So, Daz, um, dedication is nuts. That's why you're so successful. I love tequila. I really don't like tequila. It kind of messes with me. It's cool, but I don't love it that much. I really don't love drinking that much. But, Daryl, I do need you to help the gasket. So, let me know if you had pricing on that. I think you got some that came in yesterday. So, let me know, okay? Thank you, Elephant Racing. Appreciate the kind words. Merry Christmas in North Carolina. Free man, Javon. Merry Christmas to you as well, Andy. Wow, Chase, so much love here. I appreciate that, you know? Um, so I did good. I just answered a 57mm turbo. Um, I, I may have new ones and pre-owned ones here. You can hit me up, and I'll be more than happy to help you with one. Uh, thank you so much, Lopez. Oh, you're too kind. I'm here to help. The one thing is that, um, believe it or not from you guys, I do get some slack from peer engineers saying that my Tech Tuesday is not crazy enough, but I'm not here to spot out numbers and come across like, I, like I'm super technical. There's no need. I think the beauty really is to be able to take engineering and break it down so that everyone can understand. Engineering shouldn't be reserved for only those who studied academia or those who are extremely technically inclined. It should be something that we all can appreciate. I'm using a device here, a phone to look at you now, a camera to photos on YouTube, another phone for people on iTunes and Anchor, and that technology is being used by everyone and doesn't have to be out of reach to be enjoyed. So I'm here to help with that enjoyment. It is my goal to make engineering fun and to make it understandable and not to make it unattainable out of reach of everyone. Um, do I like Belmonts for the intake tubes on my bills? Yes, I do. So whether it's on individual throttle bodies, which I'm a very huge advocate of rounded, full radius Belmonts because I did some flow testing and if you look at how, using fluid dynamic software, how air gets ingested into a Belmont that has a full radius, it's amazing compared to a standard Belmont. On turbochargers, yes, it does a great job in creating an opportunity, especially at certain speeds, where you have this crazy turbulent flow, you make it more laminar. So you have this flow that's very disruptive, and you make it flow much smoother. So Belmonts do a very good job at that. Now here's the challenge. If you have an inappropriately designed Belmont on an assembly to flow a fluid through, and AS air is a fluid, at a certain speed that you're traveling through, you could actually choke it. So imagine having a bottle, and you put a funnel, pretty large funnel, and then you start pouring water into it. It gets to a point where it starts going into the bottle, but then the bottle starts clogging and it starts flowing outside of it. Same thing happens with a car. So don't just throw your Belmont on there. Make sure that it's properly designed for what your goal is. My pleasure, Stupid Cart. Thank you so much, you know? Um, ooh, Sorio has a very good question. He says, what, is there any difference in performance from a ported intake port with a smooth polished finish versus a rough cut versus a dimpled finish? Yes, there is. So a rough cut, is second to best. A dimpled is the best. Where you have dimples like a golf ball, 
polishing in the intake is not ideal. And I tell you why. Because when you mirror polish and intake, exhaust, it doesn't matter because the suit's going to cover it. So polish away on exhaust. But an intake, you want it slightly rough or dimpled because when, uh, especially with port injection, which is what most of us use in performance, we have injectors that are in the runners, in the intake manifold, right at the port. What happens is the fuel has the affinity to stick to those walls if it's very smooth and very polished. And when fuel sticks to those walls, it takes a lot of effort to get it back into atomization, to go into combustion chamber and help create power, heat, etc. Now, because of that, you end up finding issues with performance, you find issues with starting, you find issues with idle. It's better to keep the walls dimpled and rough. That way you have an opportunity to keep the fuel in suspension. When fuel hits the wall, it doesn't have the affinity to stick, it tumbles out and goes back to suspension and goes to combustion chamber to make it go. I see my daughter, she's being silly. Honey, this is very serious. I'm talking to my friend. Please don't do that, okay? Thank you, honey. So that being said, if you have a choice, a rough cut is ideal. Dimple finish is absolutely fantastic. No need to invest. For those of you who build engines, don't spend time polishing. It's a waste. Um, for those of you who want to look pretty, oh, my intake is not ported, it's ported, but it's not polished. Polishing actually could hurt you than help you. So I hope that helps, you know? Um, yes, it comes in your size, Duran. Yes, absolutely. I have one for you. Absolutely. Hello, Gustavo. Good seeing you. Yes, I do sponsor Chance. You can write to us and D will help. Christmas is great. I'm here at work, but I brought my daughter with me. And she's putting tape on her mouth, which she doesn't know that tape can actually irritate her face. It can, it can hurt your face, honey. It doesn't hurt. It can later on. You start breaking out and turning red. Aha. Because adhesives can have uh, a bit of a reaction on certain children's face, so she shouldn't do that. It's actually the tape that I use. It's like a painter's tape. When people come here to dyno, because as you see my dyno set up here, I had a dyno session yesterday, I tend to protect people's paint when I run lines over it. And what lines am I running? Whether it's O2 sensor for the wide band or a line for documenting vacuum and or boost. So it goes in engine bay and I don't want the line rubbing on someone's paint, so I protect it. Or if I'm flashing someone's car, um, it's very important when you do flashes not to just do it off the factory battery in the car. Because if the battery goes under a certain voltage or goes flat, you can break the ECU. So I have a very high efficiency inverter that I connect to the battery and allow charging to happen without interference, very low noise, and then I can flash ECUs for customers, whether it's exotics. We had a Cayenne come recently, um, had a Lamborghini come recently, um, had a, um, a CVT Civic come by recently, CVT Accord as well. So that's what we have to do. I think we have some Audis coming the next week or so, you know? Um, the builds I do, are those cars available for sale? Absolutely, so Alex, quite a few people do buy the projects we use. Sometimes I have them for sale, sometimes people just come in and say, I have to have it, and if the price is right, I let her go, you know? The one car I don't think I'll ever sell is that blue one right there. That's my very first Porsche I ever built, and she means very much to me. Hello, Dennis, good seeing you. More boost, boost is greater than booze. Amen, AJ, you're absolutely correct, you know? My pleasure. I am really excited about the 190E as well. I cannot wait. It's my first Mercedes. I'm very, very excited. And we have some OEM guys who are interested in getting uh, part of that. So I'm very excited. Thank you, GR, for the kind words. I appreciate that, Gustavo, for the kind words as well. My pleasure, Steve Perez. God bless you as well. Alex says, I'm a mechanical engineering student at the moment. Hope to be like you one day. Alex Soto, you will be better than me, actually. Better. I'm a chemical engineer. I had to take classes from the ME department to make me a better engineer. The future is bright and there's so much opportunity. So stay in there. There's much more technology nowadays. When I went to school, we didn't even have computer-aided drafting. We drafted by hand. How crappy is that? And now you guys have so much at your disposal. Engineering, that's the place to be. 
today? He drove to California. I drove to California. <laughs> it's my daughter, guys, for those of you who don't know. What size turbo would you do for a rear mount turbo setup running on a 5.6 trying to get boost around 3200? It depends on your goal in power because you can go with a really small T25 and you can get proper boost by 3500. So if you had like a 48 millimeter billet, twins in the rear, probably designed T25. Turbonex has the smaller, I would say the um, TNX20s. That's what I run on. I don't think you can see it, but I have it on a black Porsche in the corner there. That thing spools like that. Or the picture I put up today, if you look behind the red Porsche, there's a gray Porsche, I have the same turbo. That one made about 450 or maybe 470 to the wheels, and it's pulled like that. Almost no lag. So you can. On a 5.6, you can get with more, but your power goal would help, you know? Um, I didn't go to saying, can we get a Tuck Tuesday in the engine room showing us the build? Yes, I could do that one of these days, uh, maybe even next Tuesday. Um, but when I'm doing it, I can't. I, I think a better would be Twitch. Maybe doing a Twitch feed while I'm building an engine so you guys can see some of the boring stuff that is involved in building an engine, but exciting as well. So if you guys don't follow Beast and Motor on Twitch, or you don't have a Twitch account, go on Twitch. It's really cool. I do a lot of, you know, slow-paced daily stuff on there. Go on there, subscribe to BC Model, and you'll be able to see what we have going on here, especially in the engine room, you know? Thank you, Caesar. My pleasure. You know, there's art and science. Enjoy engineering. Absolutely, African elephant. I agree. Hey, Hetty, in the car. Good seeing you. Merry Christmas to Mommy. you as well. Yes. Merry Christmas. Nice seeing you at Radwood as well, Nam the man. Appreciate that. Um, does Quave make sense for GM transverse gearboxes? That's a great question. AJ, send me a, a DM. I'm talking to the general manager on the second, and I'll find out for you if they have something in their arsenal. I don't know offhand. Hello, Wagon Mike, fellow Wagoneer. Good seeing you. Uh, Freeman's asking, do I work on BMW as well? I'm looking to, in supercharging my 2001 BMW 5 I'm wondering if you know which one you recommend. Is it supercharger is the one thing I'm looking at. Is this is pretty good. I think VF, they do a good job of that as well. I do tune BMWs. I do design comments for BMW but I haven't built one myself, so I haven't had one in-house. <laughs> Do I say, oh, cute. Um, I have a visitor. Yes, I believe it's my daughter, unless someone is outside. Um, hello, Jeremiah, good seeing you. Shark skin surface intake port, there you go. Very difficult to make exactly shark skin, but a dimple is much nicer. Honey, be nice, okay? What is this? Real estate for sale? Interesting. Uh, okay, there you go, let me keep talking to my friends, okay? All right. Looking into rebuilding my Honda S2000 fuel injectors, I wanted to know if you know a good company that rebuilds injectors. So there are two places I know. If you just want them reconditioned, there's Drift Motion, they're in Montclair in Southern California, which is pretty nice. There's also another company, 5.0 Racing, uh, I think they're in Yorba Linda, both in Southern California. So hopefully in California, or they can, sh you can ship to them. Um, if you have any qu further questions, let me know. What RPM do I talk about for boost on a street-only car? It depends on my activity and the RPM capability of the engine. Now, if it's a smaller engine, like one of the 1.5 liter T's that exist in the new SI, I would actually have a target of 7,000, 7,200 or less. If it's a full track car, I don't know if you can see right in front of the black Viper, there's another black vehicle. That car goes to 9,800. In that case, I target full boost to happen, I would say north of 5,000. So I always, no matter what, want a good, if possible, three to 4,000 RPM band where I can have a nice boost curve. Um, and that way, when I shift, I don't fall out of boost, ideally, without using anti-lag or some other artificial means of spooling, spooling very nicely. Um, DJ Ramarov, he came recently with his Cayenne. We flashed, hopefully you're still enjoying it. Thank you so much for choosing us as your place. 
Hello, Ryan. Thank you for the kind words. Um, does Quay make enough for DSG? Well, actually, I stand corrected. So, Quay does have a sequential for the VWs, the newer water-cooled. Now, unfortunately, they have a full box where people are replacing it with a sequential. But for DFG, DSGs directly, they can customize those items. It's not a problem. Do I teach tuning, need local interns? Um, I don't really teach tuning. It's the tuning stuff I do with the dyno, which is right here, is something I do because I enjoy very much. It's not something that I do for a great source of revenue. I just love tuning. It's like, um, it's like gardening for me. So because of that, I don't do it multiple times a day, maybe once a day, if even that. And I really don't tune because it's very, I don't have that much time. But interns we do. We have quite a few interns. And oh my goodness, OEMs love snatching up our interns. We have um, those who have gone to aerospace. Sean just went there recently to General Atomic. We have interns who have gone to Hyundai. Hyundai loves working our interns. So we have, like, we have four interns that work here with us, and they all, Hyundai, Mobis, grabbed all of them. Um, it's always good to not only have the academia in terms of engineering, but to have something to back it up, meaning something tangible, hands-on experience. That sets you apart from other engineers and gives you an edge when looking for a job out there. Um, I'm currently studying engineering, says Kenrick. What discipline of engineering did you study? Sorry for the person. No, no, no. You can ask any questions, or, 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 any questions at all. Um, Kenrick, I studied chemical engineering, and I studied that because it gave me a very good basis on everything I even do today. In chemical engineering, since you take raw materials and convert to finished products, you have to have a very strong background in chemistry, mechanical engineering, some electives in EE, in civil, in aerospace as an elective if you, if you desire as well. Of course, you have to stand physics and mathematics very well. And you also take some classes in statics and also economics. So it gives, you don't just build plants and make them cost prohibitive. It has to make financial sense. So chemical engineering gave me a very good basis in different um, uh, disciplines of engineering that allowed me to be very, very well-rounded. Thank you, AP Serve, saying that the blue Porsche is absolutely amazing. Appreciate that. Carrick, I did answer your question. If you didn't hear it, please, you know. Um, glasses out burst, no problem. Uh, thank you for always being informative Tech Tuesday, buddy. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas to you as well, Lopez. Good seeing you. Christmas dinner is done. Wow, catch you next week indeed. Angry Wankle, good seeing you. Um, how do I feel about comp turbos? I've not had any experience with those. I've been purely, I've had experience with Garrett. I've had vast experience with Terminetics and a ton of experience also with uh, uh, Precision. Um, thank you so much. Keep up the kind work. Thank you, my pleasure, D. My pleasure, sir. Um, yeah, please, by all means, please stop. I do, I do uh, stream on Twitch. I just started recently, and it's been a great excursion, by all means, you know? AP is saying, I can't remember how, how you went from Harness to Porsches. Can you please tell us? Sure, I'd be more than happy to. So, you know who got me into Porsches? My Honda customers. So, one person in particular, um, and he may be on here, but he's definitely on Instagram and on Facebook, Benny Pequa. He's one of my customers. Benny is this cool French guy. Um, become very successful when he came here to the United States, took advantage of the dot-com boom, as you guys remember not too long ago, and because one of his first cars was a CRX, he just loved Hondas. And even though he made lots of money and was financially stable, he still road-raced Hondas. Now, of course, he drove Porsches daily and had some of his toys, but he raced Hondas. So when he bring a Honda here to tune, he was so impressed with my tuning capability and my ability to design parts and help him go faster that he said, BC, the Porsche world needs you. I even have a Porsche 911. You can take it, do whatever you want to it, and create some product. They need fresh young blood there. So I agreed to pursue the Porsche market because, you know, who didn't love Porsches? That iconic 911, that shape, 
RR layout is just iconic as a brand, as you know, just, just the 911 is just fantastic as well as a, an automobile. But I didn't want to take his car. So I went and found that blue car as a rolling gray shell in San Diego, bought that and decided to experiment on my own with my own project. And that's how I started. And from then on, I was very kind of concerned because of course I'm Nigerian with a background in chemical engineering and background in racing and building Hondas. These people may not even accept me. My name sounds Japanese, Bisimoto, it's crazy, right? I even had people close to me in, in, in a piston company, a tire company that supported me at the time that were discouraging me from doing it. But few people, John Conciati from AEM, Laurie from Webcam, Barry from Arius, now with Trom, those people really pushed me and said, BC, do what you want, pursue your passion, do your thing, and I think you'll be very successful with it. Meanwhile, some other people, which I don't know what they're doing nowadays, were trying to discourage me. And I'm glad I did it because now, not only did it open me up to a wonderful market with a lot of great people that I've met, it's, it's given me the ability to expand my horizons into American cars, more German cars, so on and so forth. You know? Okay, thanks, honey. Um, yeah, things are great, Tiffany Deep. Thank you so much. She really does. Hello, Brazil. Vikidu. Visidu, I think. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. Um, how much for B16A rebuild? I would say it depends on what you need done. So DM me and I'll provide you some insight on that. Yeah, she has a lot of energy. So Kiruka, um, they're saying that I should get you into racing cars. Oh yeah, I've been practicing racing. You've been practicing racing? Yeah. So if, you, if I get you a cart, what kind of a cart? cart? A cart, yeah, it's like a, it's a type of car that's really small and really cool. Mm -hmm. What color would it be? It would, I want it to be like purple. Purple? And do you want to be slow so you can learn, or you want to be fast so you can go really fast? Fast. fast? You're not scared of the boys that are going to be trying to beat you on the track? Oh, I'll kill them. You'll kill them? Wow. Okay, you go sit down over there. Crazy, uh, because yeah, I, crazy, um, thank you very much. Appreciate it. fast, all the way over I see, but karting is different. You're going to kill the, guy, the boys on the track. Okay. You are very competitive. Okay, honey, go sit down. Let me finish with my friends, okay? okay. Be careful. Be careful. Okay. Merry Christmas to you, Budget Built. Merry Christmas to you as well. Happy holidays to you. What would I get with a tune? 9971C2S, which is a beautiful wide body, by the way. Uh, oh, C4 is, isn't it? Or 996 Turbo. 996 Turbo. You can make more power with a stock 996 Turbo engine and gearbox than you could for the same budget amount. With 996 Turbo, here's my equation that I find extremely appealing. Upgrade turbos, elimination of the math, going with infinity, changing your clutch, and if you so desire, you can eliminate the front-wheel drive and make it rear-wheel drive only. With those items and upgraded injectors, you can make north of five, six, close to 700 wheel with a stock motor. To do that on a 9871, you'll pay more than twice the budget to make that happen. Because you need the ECU, same injectors, same turbos, but you need a ton of fabrication, and to go north of 450, you have to build the engine. 996 Turbo, the most underrated supercar out there. Great question, you know? Would I boost the engine with 12 and a half compression? Hell yeah, super the car. I sure would. Um, I would be a huge advocate of Flex Fuel 85 to be sure. And even though your tuning window is very close, you'll find out you have much crisper throttle response and you'll have a much quicker spool with 12.5 to 1. Absolutely, I would. Merry Christmas, Kenosho. Good seeing you. Um, is the rust ratio the reason why I changed my K24 crank? Yes. Two reasons, rust stroke ratio and also in, 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 integrity, longevity integrity. I wanted something very, very strong because I know I was going to push that wagon like crazy, you know? 
You should, DJ. I'd be more than happy to assist. You know, that's so dangerous. Boost is so addicting. So addicting. Honey, come on. I'm, I'm talking to my friends, honey. I'm very serious here. Um, any experience with whole set? No, no whole set Volvo Troubles. I don't have any experience with that. Okay. Um, yes, his name is DJ um, Ramirov. Is he okay. a DJ? He's a DJ. God, let me finish talking bing, to him, okay? Bing. Oh, sorry, friends up front. Okay? Okay, be nice, okay? Okay. In simple terms, how does exhaust diameter affect horsepower and torque, as in logic diameter cap back on a non-turbo? Well, it affects it significantly. High horsepower or low horsepower? Even having a large exhaust system helps. In the 60s, where the rumor started that you need back pressure, the reason why people saw lots of power when they went larger with exhaust systems is because they didn't have access to wide bands. And they didn't know they were running leaner. And that lean mixture caused them to lose power. Today, we know much better. On my D-series, my 1.5, even when I was driving on the street, I had a 3-inch exhaust. And the larger I went, the more power I made. Think of it as you trying to breathe through a straw. You try to inhale. And that's your intake. We have a smaller straw. It takes energy to do that. Same way if you try and exhale through the same straw. Versus without a straw. With a small straw, it takes energy from you, from your lungs, from a diaphragm to push out air. Your engine sees the same thing. It takes energy. Energy that's available to you to propel the car forward, to make horsepower, to go faster. It takes energy to push the exhaust gases out. So by far, especially post a collector, the larger the exhaust system you have, the much better it is in terms of horsepower and torque for bottom end and top end and so on and so forth. Energy is what we look for. Conservation of energy is what we typically do when we make more power. I hope that helps. You know? Best compression to run on a B16 turbo. I want my horsepower to be around 450 to 500. Well, it depends on... I would say the fuel that you're running. Now, if you're 91 and you want to do that, you can get away with anywhere from 9, 9.5 to even 10. If you're 85, go to 11, go to 10.5, go to 10.3. If you have a tuner that you feel that you're not super comfortable with, who's not super competent, going 9 to 1, 9.5 to 1 is a safe bet. But the more compression you have, the quicker the spool, and the more throttle response you have as well. But also, now is your tuning window. You have to be very careful when tuning. So you can experience very damaging detonation. Okay. Oh, no problem, Carrick. No problem. Can I tune a 2012 A7 3.0? It's supercharged. Yes, I can. We have can flashes for that application. Write to me, DM me for more details. Want it to be fully built? By all means, write to me. That's, that's more than that. Um, we have to go back and forth if you need head work, camshafts, valve train, or sleeving. There's so many options there. We tend to tailor. We don't have a one-size-fit-all. I can tell you that your bill can be anywhere from 1900 to 5000 depending on your components. We're here to help. Thank you so much, AP. Hello, Dinik. Good seeing you. Uh, come back and build an eight-second all-motor Honda. Oh, well, I may even have one already in my arsenal here. Um, can we expect you to start building MR2 parts and pushing the limits? Only if I get some support from Toyota. It's very, very, very expensive, guys, for us to... I mean, just from a team and just components and time perspective, it's very expensive to build these cars one-off. When a manufacturer comes on board, it helps significantly with those components, but on my own, it would be difficult for me to have crazy, crazy parts for that. Even when I did stuff with my Insight, I had support from American Honda. It helped tremendously, you know? What toolbox is that? Is it a snap-on? No, this is a Boxo. So these guys in Southern California are very good guys, and they provided me a blue one, because I love blue. 
even though I'm shifting more towards red recently. Anyway, I love blue. Um, too so hard to go 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm sure she'll love that. Crazy. Oh, oh my God. Hello, Street Racer Jones. What car is this about? Please do share. The shuttle, Puerto Rican Slam Society, is at Norm Reeves Honda in Irvine, California, in their showroom. So it's not very often you see a 90s car, <laughs> uh, EF or EE, in a new car showroom. Um, so I'm very honored to have the BC Motor Wagon Turbo with a sequential gearbox all-wheel drive in the premier showroom of Norm Reeves. As you guys know, Norm Reeves is this huge dealership in Southern California. They sell as a collective more Hondas than anyone else on the planet. Very huge conglomerate. And the Irvine Orange County facility has the wagon on display there. So if you're in Southern California, go by, you see it there. Most people don't have access here. My facility's not really open to the public very often. So if you want to see the wagon, there's a place to see it. And you may catch a good deal on a new Type R or Civic or CRV or Pilot, Odyssey. Merry Christmas, Jim Gingas. Gingas, good seeing you. Thank you so much, G. Farrell. Um, you want me to build an old school Cummins engine? Yes, that would be epic. You know, a lot of manufacturers, including Porsche, are moving away from diesels. So that'd be interesting. <laughs> she makes the show great. Thank you so much, Dippin. Maybe I should bring her more often, you know? Would well, I want to get a crank in the K-Series have too low router rates to significantly reduce longevity? It depends who builds it. There are Let me tell you something, AJ. As I'm part of the whole Honda scene, there are people who are, they're 113, 114 millimeter stroke K-Series out there on motor. They'll claim, oh, it's not... There are 2728 liter K series engines out there racing. Some of them last long, a lot of them don't. And it's not because of the roster ratio, it's how they're built, components chose. And crazy, I may even say this, but most people tend to ignore this the oil they're running. When you start having those side loads, you need a proper oil. I don't know why people put rubbish in their cars. There's some oils that start with an M, some will start with a V. You shouldn't do that. I'm about the P, about Purell. These guys are stuff is sick. One day, maybe I'll have the time to really help more people understand the value of using a proper oil. But yeah, the, the blood of the engine is really a key component to reason why people tend to expire a lot of engines above and beyond tuning. Thank you so much, Budget Built. Good seeing you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love science and I love tuning. Thank you for the Kangaroo's PR Slam Society. If I was in the neighborhood, would I be able to stop by and say hi? You could, Kenosho, but I'm leaving very soon. Right after I'm done with you guys, see my daughter. She already checked out. She's up front. Probably wrecking havoc on my office. So I need to go back up there very quickly, you know? Oh, he's good. Yeah. If you have pro tuning, dad's doing it. You are such in good hands. You are good. My pleasure, Freeman, Javon. Would I, would I do a project VW Golf R? Yes, I would. I'm watching one right now in the auctions. One thing about the Golf R I like is all-wheel drive, and it's such an elegant sleeper. It looks like a sleeper. And you can leave it the way it looks. The bottom end is robust. It's this crazy iron block. You upgrade rods, upgrade pistons, upgrade valve train. There's a kit that you get from Europe that incorporates both direct injection and, and port. Using a factory ECU, you can make 700 wheel like that. It won't be as fast as my wagon, but it'll be pretty fast, but a lot more luxurious with creature comforts, which is pretty cool. So I like, and I love the DSG gearbox. That thing is awesome. Even though I really do love the Quake sequential in my wagon. Anyway. I digress. Wow, time is flying. I don't have that much time with you guys. Have I ever worked with four piston racing? They make some crazy hunting engines. I've known Luke since before he started going crazy racing. Luke did um, purchase from us his first set of drag racing wheels for his Insight years ago. So I've known him for a very long time. 
Good guy. I've had some great experiences with him. Very nice chap. Um, I'm looking to boost my two 2010Z, and there's a lot of talk about rear-mount turbo kits. My smart goes about 50. What are your suggestions of turbo kits? AM versus custom kits. Um, I'm not familiar with that, but I can tell you one thing. I have rear-mounted turbos. A lot of people tend to copy what we've done years ago. Um, it pays a nod to some of the old-school things that Porsche did. Putting a rear-mounted turbo on a front engine introduces a lot of lag. A lot. It may look cool, but I tend to put front engine turbos in the front engine bay or close to that vicinity. Um, I don't see the advantage short of ooh-ah to put rear-mounted turbos on a front engine. Um, it, it, the lag, I don't like it at all. It's, it's horrible. So um, it, with, with a Z, um, there's so many kits out there. I know Turbinex had a kit. I think uh, Treadstone now has a kit that's available as well that bounces it in the direction where you don't have to worry about that much lag. I would do that. I'm not a huge advocate. I know it looks cool. People tag me on these Zs with it. The guys pretty much copy what we've done here, but it induces lag. That thing, the only reason why it lags slightly is because of the huge turbos, but it's a fun and a blaster drive. Merry Christmas to you as well, El San Lorenzo. Good seeing you. Oh, so sick, Monstro. The family's doing great. I hope things are well with you. Merry Christmas, B West. Argentina in the house. This is great. We have Brazil, we have Argentina, we have Japan. Thank you so much, guys, for participating. I appreciate the kind words. Um, you coming back turbo or all motor to drag racing world? Dip and Deep is asking. Both. I'm going to do drag racing with the wagon. People, you guys don't understand. I have been away so long. I can't wait to beat that wagon up, break stuff, rebuild it, figure things out. And then the inside's coming back out, which is pretty exciting. So I'm doing both. The most cost-effective, reliable engine... Cost-effective, LS. They're just everywhere, and they're cheap. You can break it, you can throw it, and get another one. In the sport compact world, I would say F22A. What do you think is the most desired in the car world? What in fabrication, mechanics, tuners, etc.? Most desirable, I would say, are designers. The, um, the sport compact world, um, the car world, really lacks a lot of creativity. I see a lot of... Uh, few people creating and a lot of people copying. I think we need more design. Um, welding fabrication is there. We have a lot of welding fabricators, probably a lot too many. There are a lot of mechanics, um, tuners. There are people who even tune from their bedroom. So that being said, I feel we need more designers and engineers. That's what we need. People who can create more opportunities for new products, for advancing. In the tech world, and I'm going to CES, for those of you who are joining, let's get together. I I'll do it. I don't know if I'll be able to do a Tech Tuesday though, but I'll do a live feed from there because I'm going to be there Thursday, Friday. Um, the tech world is so advanced and there's so many people there who create advances very quickly. In the automotive aftermarket, not so many. We need more of that. Good afternoon, C. Perez. Have a great one. Hello, Carlos. I'm glad to hear that. I'm here to help. Let's get him really fast with his wagon, you know. I'm debating to go for the complete Porter D-Series head. Um, that would be a good choice. Yeah, by all means. I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, Merry Christmas! Somebody came in islands, Mr. Hunter. Uh, we know a neighbor of yours, uh, Brett Gass, the owner of Carbon Revolution with the wheels on that red car, the carbon fiber wheels. Um, the first true OEM full carbon wheel. They have a relationship with the Porsche, relationship with Lamborghini, Ferrari. These guys are Ford. These guys are really bad. So thank you so much for joining me from that beautiful Cayman Islands where I'm sure it's nice and warm with pleasant weather. Hello, Andy. 
Ars Bilge, guys, Andy, great guy, supported me significantly with the bill we had recently. Canada's in the house, Lionel to Justin, thank you so much. Feliz Navidad, Deadpool, why not? Good seeing you. Merry Christmas from Ontario, Samia Netflix, thank you so much. And you know what? I appreciate that, supporting Netflix show. And the fact we didn't do well was a blessing in disguise because if it wasn't for the Odyssey spinning its tires and not doing well, the current wagon wouldn't exist. My all-wheel drive wagon wouldn't exist. And that's my revenge car for season three. I see a question came up if I'm going on season two of my Porsches. No. Season star started filming. I'm not part of season two, but we're slated for season three with the Viper, where I was told, and the wagon. So that should be pretty exciting. Merry Christmas, CA Tune. Good seeing you as well, sir. It's a pleasure seeing your builds. I can't wait to see what you have in store for next year. F22 in the house. Absolutely, CB7. Supercharger or turbo for the K series depends on your goal. In terms of flexibility, I say turbo. If you have heat issues where you have this four port K series in an EG or EF and you have just all these challenges with space, supercharger may be your best bet. It allows you for absolutely no spool, spool issues whatsoever, no lag. You can make 400 wheel with a, a you know, modern Rotrex supercharger on it with a simple engine management, it's very nice. You just take energy to do the energy, which is interesting, but you don't have the eating issues. You know me, I love turbocharging, so on my wagon, instead of having those heat issues with a long ported manifold, um, a low, low, long tube manifold, I went with a K24Z3, K24Z7 head with the exhaust port integrated, where I had to just get a shorter manifold from PRL and put my turbo on, that was it. So I don't have any heating issues whatsoever. So it depends on your goals. Yeah, Cube, I'm about to join you. Daddy duty calls. I have to go up there. I have to see my daughter, and now I'm scared. So I'm going to have to leave very soon. I have a couple more minutes with you guys. Um, Merry Christmas to you as well, Pack. Good seeing you as well. Yes, you're close to doing it. Um, well, we can help you out. And if you don't have the BCMO level 3.6 cam, that is what you need. It is the most powerful cam for the D-Series on the planet. Greetings to you as well, Carrick. I appreciate that. Merry Christmas to you, DJ. My pleasure, TD Tuna. Have, uh, I hope to see some Mazda parts as well. Next year should be very exciting. I think I'm going to be playing with another Turbo Mazda in the first week of January. So stay tuned for some exciting stuff. What's up with the Benz I posted? GR New Jersey. I'll do that very quick and I may have to fly. You can see the telling the Benz right there. That's going to be right there I'm pointing at. That's going to be my SEMA project for 2019, which is pretty exciting. So that being said, stay tuned. It's going to be a nod to the old school touring cars. But I'm going to have a chuck full of modern technology. Just like most of my cars, just like the wagon. I guess a lot of you don't know this. My wagon has drive-by-wire, so I converted it from cable, boo, <laughs> to drive-by-wire. So it's very nice, and I can do some really cool things with that, which is pretty exciting, you know? Thank you so much, TD Luna, TD Luna, for the kind words. Turbo size for K20, 650 horsepower, good spool and mid-range. Good spool and mid-range, eat your cake and have it too, 650 wheel. Precision or Turbo Next, 62 millimeter turbo. 62, 62 will get you there. You have to push it. But it'll get you there with a decent, decent spool on a K20. Um, a 57 won't quite get you to 650, but a 62, 62 would do it with a little bit, little bit more to spare. Um, is your rear in a stock location or pushed back in the drag insight? My rear end is absolutely in the stock location. Um, I didn't change any of my mounting points. Um, the chassis is complete unibody. I still have a stock windshield on the inside. So stock location, it's not pushed back. The only car I pushed back my drive, my wheelbase on is the new Wago van I built, which I'm pretty excited about. Okay, guys, I'm getting a red mark. I have to fly. I appreciate all your kind words, guys. Um, I would love to be able to tune your S2000 Nissan D-Works. Guys, take care. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. 
I will see you in the new year, I believe. <laughs> Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.